With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! And there is John Ramos, Ramos. on this Wednesday. I tweeted on Twitter, because that's where you tweet, guys, yeah. that BKR, we're going to be with you the rest of the week. Okay? I'm sorry. I'm just letting the cat out of the bag, and I said, tell us what you want. Got a lot of the John Ramos Show, which Ramos. obviously is a given on today's program. But, Jonas, you should know we did have a request for John in the John, a segment that we've only done once here on Fox Sports Radio, but it was enough to leave someone wanting more. So maybe sometime in these next three days, we will bring John and the John back. Wow, I, that is the most stunning development of all time because I think that we all universally agreed that, it, well, and, and I'll take blame for that. That was my idea. And it, we bombed. Uh, it was that was an awful, <laughs> awful idea that we thought was going to go a lot different. It was not John's fault. Uh, what I the idea I thought in my head was completely different from how it played out, and and just a total whiff job by me. Hey, Terrible. It didn't whiff if somebody wanted it. 
Roy Combs says, I want more John and the John. So you could get some of that later this week. Are you up for it, John? I think so. Yes. All okay. right. It's always, thank you, yes. It's all always right. good to revisit something that bombed, but yet see if we can grab some lightning in a bottle. Yeah. You know? It's a new yeah. audience. Maybe the, maybe this audience will like it better than the last one. Bominos. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Speaking of bombing, the Raptors bombed their first opportunity oh, to change the narrative on, about them. They did. They. It was a bad night for Toronto. And you say, they only lost by one. They only lost by one point. Jonas, the narrative that we heard going in, heck, it's not even going into this playoff series. No one was picking Toronto to come out of the East and go to the NBA Finals. They were the number one seed, obviously had the best record in the East, if that's the case. They had an opportunity to change their change the narrative. Had a little trouble with the Wizards, but ended up winning a game six on the road, which, hey, I give them credit for doing that. They knock Washington out, a team that was probably better than their eight seed considering they had John Wallback. But now you've got the Cavaliers coming in, where people still, I don't think, have a full read on who the Cavaliers are and what they are. And the Toronto Raptors had the ability last night to change the narrative that they were going to be the team to mess with in the Eastern Conference. And when it came down to it, they failed miserably. Everybody's got, and I've talked about this before, everybody's got this piece of furniture in their house that they always bang their knee on. Oh, yes. Yeah, every, yes. Everybody's got that oh. in their house, and you know exactly what piece of furniture it is. Every time you round the corner and you're in a hurry, for whatever reason, and it doesn't matter, it does not matter at all, how many times you try and uh, avoid it, how many times, like there's just, every time you round hit, the corner, yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to bang your knee on it. It's a terrible feeling. There's something at the producer's desk over there. There's this little angled thing. For us, uh, uh, for us people taller than six feet, Ryan Music and myself, uh, we bang our knees on that at least three times a year. And it is the most horrifying pain that, sh- that you shrink up as a human being. That is the Cavaliers to the Toronto Raptors organization. They continue to bang their knee on that piece of furniture, and they're never able to avoid it. And you knew late in that game, watching the game, you knew Toronto was going to find a way to lose. They had no confidence. They were leaking confidence on the basketball court. They were losing all confidence that they had going into that game, a game that they should have won, that they had a lead early, you knew they were going to butcher that lead. Not only did they give up the lead, the Cavaliers, I mean, the Cavaliers did make some shots, Jonas, that that kept them in the game late. But it was how it all played out. If you were to say, Jonas, at the start of the series, who is going to take the final shot for the Toronto Raptors when the game counts the most? I think we would say DeMar DeRozan. I think that would be a fair assessment. And if it's not DeMar DeRozan, then you would maybe say, hey, what about Kyle Lowry? Okay, yeah, I could go with Kyle Lowry. Hey, maybe Serge Ibaka spotting up in the corner, right? Yeah. Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. I don't think many people were saying, let's let Fred Van Vliet launch a three after he missed most of the first-round series with a shoulder injury. But that's what the Raptors did, Jonas. And not only did they do it once, they did it twice last night. On two separate occasions, and this isn't this isn't Jordan kicking out to Kerr or Jordan kicking out to Paxson. That's not the case. The Raptors are trying to change the narrative, and they're passing to a guy that's had a bum shoulder yeah. for the last three weeks. That like those are the things that you need. Demar Derozan had an opportunity. Do you know who was guarding Demar Derozan on that last possession in overtime? Tristan freaking Thompson. You couldn't have asked for a better matchup. Yeah. So what does Derozan do? 
dribbles right to the block, the only place on the court that Tristan Thompson actually has an advantage defensively against DeMar DeRozan, forcing him to kick it out to Van Vliet, who again has the bum shoulder. Tristan Thompson's defense isn't even good at a hookah bar, uh, <laughs> let alone at an NBA playoff game. <laughs> When the game's on the line and a lot of people are relying on you to make a stop. And I, I just wonder if at, at the time, it's like people that can handle their emotions in those situations are always better players. All right. That's your, you're just a better player. If you can handle your emotions in those situations, it's a difference between uh, uh, great players and not so great players in the clutch. They can handle their emotions. That was so evident because at some point, at some point, while, while the game is going, and I know it's fast-paced, but great athletes have the ability to slow the game down. At some point, does DeMar DeRozan even stop to think, all right, game on the line, it's slow-mo, I see Tristan Thompson, ooh, this is a better shot, a 26-footer for a guy with one arm. All right, let me go ahead and throw it over here and let's see. <laughs> that, was, there's no, that had to be option Z on, on Dwayne Casey's playbook. That had to be the last possible thing to where Dwayne Casey, when he, when he went out there, said, all right, Last case scenario, and this is only if we've got no other choice, throw the ball out of bounds. Don't give it to Fred Van Fleet, and they still gave it to him. And he, he, couldn't, he couldn't muster up enough to, to make the shot. So it, that's, that right there, the end of that game was what the Raptors are to the Cavs. They just find ways to lose they, mentally. I don't know if they just can't get over that hurdle, but that was that was the epitome of that series all time. DeMar DeRozan last night explained his thinking on passing an overtime to Fred Van Vliet, who missed that attempt at a game winner. If we're in that same situation again, I'm make the same exact pass. You know, it's not just me trusting them. Every single guy on this team, coaching staff, trust them in the moments. That's why he in the game, late in the game. You know, he, he got tough skin. You know, he going to bounce back, respond respond from it, but, you know, still have the utmost confidence in him. Mm. You're going to say that about your teammates, but that's not the point. The point is, is why didn't you pull up in front of Tristan Thompson? Why didn't you try to make a move to the basket instead of running to a dead end at the block where, again, the Cavaliers don't have any size down there? I mean, if you're going to put the ball on the block, give it to Valanchunas and at least, at least let him try to score since he's taller than ever. And it wasn't about having confidence. Of course, he's on the court. But as you said, he was option Z. Yeah, They didn't even look at option A, B, C, or D on the way through it. Pull it up. Uh, drive middle of the lane. Try to draw contact. He went to the worst possible spot on the floor, erased about 10 other options, and then had to kick it out with the guy with the bum shoulder. Who, yeah, they have confidence. Maybe shouldn't have been in the game in the first place if that's the situation. And the thing about recapping NBA playoff games, because of these seven-game series, especially the later it gets, you'll see blowouts, and then a team will come back, and they'll blow out the other team. And you know, it was like the finals uh, a couple of years ago, Cavs-Warriors, that went seven games. You know, Every game was a blowout outside of game seven. So you can, you can do knee-jerk reaction stuff, and a lot of times we do it, and then we look like fools because the second game is completely different from what the first game was. This one, though, don't you kind of get the feeling that was a really, really important loss? Yeah. <laughs> like that was that was really bad. This is one that's going to rattle the rest of the series. It's going to change the way this series goes. I think it was a terrible loss because for it it now is in their heads. Yes, that's the biggest part about it. It's now in Toronto's heads. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in June, there is a celebrity softball game that will benefit the Tom Coughlin J Fund. The game is hosted by one of the best defenders in the entire NFL, Giant Safety Landon Collins. Hey, Landon, thanks so much for coming on today. 
Hey, how y'all doing? Appreciate you having me. We we are doing well, and I, I've got a I've had a question for a year, and I'm I'm glad that you're on today that I can finally ask you this. What the heck was the difference between what you guys did in twenty six on twenty sixteen on defense, and then to what happened last year? Can, now that you've stepped away from last season and had some time to think about it, what was the difference for such a for such a unfortunate turnaround in your guys' sake, where you guys were second in scoring defense two years ago and then just didn't have it last year? What were the biggest differences that you saw in, from year to year from those two seasons? Um, first of all, we had a lot of injuries on offense, so that really caused us as a defense to be on the field a little bit more than we usually were in the previous year. And then, um, secondly, we just we was pushing to to make plays and stuff let them come to us. We were trying to make something happen besides um, let it come natural. Uh, Landon, if you had to rank one, two, three, the most obnoxious fan base in the division. It could go, you know, Philly. It could go Dallas, and then Washington. <laughs> what order is the most obnoxious fan base in that division? Uh, in that division, the first one got to be Philly. <laughs> got to be Philly, and then uh, after that, I would have to go with uh, Washington and Dallas. Wow, Washington's worse than Dallas. That's surprising. I thought Dallas would be the other. So, so you saying that Philly is the most obnoxious? Do you know how bad it's going to be now that they won a Super Bowl? Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. We know that. So we have to go up in there with our heads held high, nut up, and go play some football and get a get a win and have to quiet that noise real quick. Let's let's raise the stakes a little bit with Landon Collins of the New York Giants joining us. More obnoxious fan base, Eagles or Auburn? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I will go with Auburn. Woo, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Why is it just because of the proximity in the state of Alabama, or what's the reasoning? Correct. It's in the state of Alabama. It's two, two schools. One school is always ranked higher than the other one, and it's the Iron Bowl. The Iron Bowl is like no other. I promise you that. Um, and we literally hate each other. We hate each other on the field and the fans. Like in, in, in the NFL football, we players, we play against each other because we're a competitor. At Auburn and Alabama, we hate each other. It was the fans and team. Uh, Landon Collins with us here, uh, all pro from the New York Giants here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox with us here. Uh, Landon, what do we in the media get most wrong about Odell Beckham? You being his teammate, what do we get wrong the most about him? His lifestyle, the kind of person he is. He has, has the biggest heart that anyone can ever imagine. He loves what he does, plays with passion, and everybody looks at his passion as childish, but it's it's how we all are. I mean, only thing that that, that kills him because y'all keep everybody keeps the media keeps the camera on him. When I, I could I give a prime example after the Tampa Bay game, we called the play. I told I told our decent coordinator not to call it. He called it anyway. I came to the sideline through my helmet. Told him I pushed my coach off of me because he tried to grab me. Pushed my coach off of me. Walked to the end of the, the other side of the field, yelling all kind of all kind of stuff. But nobody sees that. But the camera's always on Odell, so you're gonna see every expression, every detail that he does. And that's just the passion of the game that we have and how bad we want to win. Landon Collis joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Bayer. We are in for Doug today. 
What did we get wrong about the you and Eli Apple dispute? I've understood you guys made up that you guys are now on the same page, but was there anything that we were missing when you guys were beefing during the season? <laughs> beefing. <laughs> um, no, it was it just really just a misunderstanding between me and Eli because at the end of the day, we just we just not just myself, all of us DBs because we the ones that's going to be with him every day. We the ones that see him all the time. Um, we the ones we all go to dinner most of the time. It was like we I just I think people just thought we was actually trying to fight or go at each other. It's really just I was trying to be a big brother for him, but he wasn't allowing all of us to be a big brother for him and be that for him. Was he a cancer or do you wish you took that statement back? Man, I was just coming out of surgery when I said that. So yeah, I would definitely take that back. I would definitely use a different wording. I just would have said he, his mind is just somewhere else. Um, he's not really focused. Um, he has a lot of, uh, he had a, he had a lot of um, in-house personal reasons of why he's the way he was. So um, we see uh, during the NBA playoffs a lot of altercations. There's never usually ever a fight. Guys are usually jawing at each other, kind of getting in each other's face, and that's just sort of the the heightened stakes of, of playoff basketball. But you playing in football. And you being a safety and somebody can that can lower the boom, I, I don't know how much you can do it nowadays in, in, in these NFL in this NFL climate, but what's the most angry you've ever been on a football field? Whether it be in college, whether it be in high school or the NFL, which player got you the most heated that you were looking to take out the next play? The most heated? That oh man. Um I really didn't have a. I never had had a player really get under my skin to make me very heated to really just take off on the next play and want to just bull rush him or any one of his teammates. I I never never had that problem. Um, a lot of people really stayed away from me, honestly, because I was a decent player and they know I could hit really hard. Yeah, that's and that's like you guys have an advantage in the NBA. They can't. It's not like anybody's going to throw down, but you guys, the physicality is built into your job. So if somebody gets under your skin, or or if Des Bryant's shooting his mouth off, you know if he comes over the middle, you can lower your helmet, you can lay the boom. So when you watch the NBA and some of the physicality in that league, what's your biggest impression of it? <laughs> <laughs> um uh they're not built like us honestly uh they're just not i mean they 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 very they're very com- they're very competitive i give them that but men play men play football honestly Landon Collins of the New York Giants joining us as he'll be hosting the celebrity softball game that will benefit the Tom Coughlin J Fund. The mission of the Tom Coughlin J Fund is to help families tackle childhood cancer by providing comprehensive financial, emotional, and practical support. This game goes down June 9th. You're one of the captains with former Giants running back Brandon Jacobs. Am I correct in saying that this kind of came about from the idea of a fan, the the license plate guy in the New York Giants? Did did he approach you, or how did this game come about? Well, actually, yeah, he definitely approached me. But um, it was at the Pro Bowl when I was at the Pro Bowl my first year, my first, my second year in the in the year in 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 my career. And um, I went. We always be at the signature dap, so I went off to the sideline to dap him off and stuff like that. And he was like, "Hey, you ever thought about doing a charity event?" I said, yeah, but I just never really had the time to sit down and do it because I had so much going on, especially with the, the, the crazy year I had. 
it was and then coming off the first year I was just like really just want to focus on playing football being the best that I can be I was just never really sat down and wanted to do it but I if somebody could definitely do it for me uh help me do it uh pushing in the right direction yeah he said bet that's all he said honestly he didn't bring up softball he didn't say basketball he didn't say kickball flag football any of those things he said all he said was bet I got it and then from that point on he came up to me we went like two weeks later called me up and uh hey let's do a softball event and I said let's do it and from that point on we we we, we took off with it, and now we're on our second celebrity softball event, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be way better than the first one. Taking place Saturday, June 9th in Pomona, New York, and you can get tickets at LandonCollinsGame.com. It's, uh, it should be an amazing event. Hey, you guys have a new running back now in Saquon Barkley. Yeah. What does he need yeah, to yeah. know, not only about the NFL, but playing in New York and, and playing as a member of the Giants? Watch out for the media. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, definitely one of the biggest ones. Definitely watch out for the media, but definitely um, just um, take it all in. Um, the atmosphere is great. You could definitely learn a lot from this 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 place, this organization, this city, both cities, New Jersey and New York. And um, you, it's, it's no place like playing up here. This this marketing, this this uh, this city, what all it has to offer is nothing love it, not, nothing like it, and. Just take it all in, honestly. That's what I would tell them. The advice I would give them is probably some other stuff I'd tell them when I, when I sit down with them one day. But for that would be the most part for right now. Hey, Landon, how many times have you picked off Eli Manning in practice? Honestly? Uh, because we, uh, during, the, during, the, um, during the training camp, I get more opportunity. But during the season, I don't really get too much. So, honestly... Since I since I've been playing with him, yeah, four, four picks, not bad, man, <laughs> not bad. I mean, now are you gonna? Are, what's what's your goal to, as far as interceptions this training camp? Are you going? Are you gonna try and top that in one training camp, or you just take it one at a time? I'm just taking it on one at a time All because right. Eli Bradley makes mistakes. I promise you that uh, he rather makes mistakes when it comes down to practicing and getting what he needs to done, getting getting what he needs to do right. Well, hopefully we'll see Eli doing that for the next couple of years as well. No fly right. zone back right. in 2018, I assume, you guys? Uh, of course. Yes, absolutely. And, and tell Saquon of Barkley course. to stay away from Eli Apple. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> oh, hey, nah, Eli Apple's that. a Buckeye. I can't, you know, I'm the, I don't I don't hate on him. I love him. So just having some. I love some. him, too. <laughs> I love him, too. Landon <laughs> Collins, again, the game, June 9th, Pomona, New York, LandedCollinsGame.com, the celebrity softball game that will benefit the Tom Coughlin J Fund. You are a captain of one team. Brandon Jacobs, the Super Bowl champ, a captain of another. Should be great. We thank you for the time, Landon, and uh, have a great time in June, and good luck with everything with the game. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Hope you all see you all out there. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger saying now, after these last couple of years, Jonas, of maybe some indecision in the offseason, saying that he expects to play three or five more seasons. This less than a week after the Steelers used a third-round pick to take Oklahoma State quarterback Mason Rudolph in the draft. So Ben Roethlisberger, who has said in previous offseasons, if he wouldn't even know if he was going to play next year, or that next season, now is saying 
that he plans to play three to five more years for the black and gold. Yeah. Well, it seems like he's made up his mind. I mean, he's only hinted at retirement a couple of times over the past couple of years. And now oh, it seems, seems like a very, very, very sure of what his uh, career is going to look like. Make up your mind, man. I mean, what is it? Is this just because they drafted a quarterback? So now it's like, F him. Like, I'm not here to mentor anybody. This is going to turn into Favre and Rodgers. I mean, come on. This is a quarterback that I don't want to say is not comfortable in his own skin, Jonas, but he seems to always try to be something that he's not and that he's he's never himself. And if he is himself, he comes off as a jerk at times. I mean, this if if you want to take the full circle of Ben Roethlisberger's career as we look at these comments – Jonas, we had heard reports out of Pittsburgh that that even when they were winning Super Bowls, he wasn't well liked in town. Like he wasn't the quarterback that oh, yeah. the city of Pittsburgh loved, and that at times he could be aloof, maybe a little standoffish. There were also the allegations that were made uh, against him with sexual misconduct. All of that surrounded Ben Roethlisberger in his early years. Something seemed to change midway through where maybe he warmed up to the media or learned how to talk to the media or maybe was a little bit more genuine. But when you had seen the comments over these last couple of years of, I don't know if I'm going to play again. I don't know if I'm going to play again. That seems to be very Brett Farvish. And what it also does is it brings out trying to get the fan base to say, Ben, we don't want you to leave. We don't want you to go anywhere. We don't want you to do anything. Please stay, be our quarterback. He's almost fishing for compliments when he was leaving his status up in the air. Now he wants to put on the Tom Brady role when he feels threatened or thinking that the Steelers may actually not want him anymore. And now he says, well, I may end up playing the next three or five years. He just, he can't, it's always got to be something or it's always got to be a character for some sort of story or narrative that wants to pass along. And it's just getting really old as you watch this unravel. He's also called out his coach and his teammates on multiple occasions. In fact, I don't remember a season where he hasn't taken a shot in the media at Mike Tomlin which with the way they practice or, or whatever you want to call it. Imagine if that was somebody else. right? Imagine if Jay Cutler had done that when he was playing called out his coach, which he never did, or called out a teammate, which he never did, despite what anybody wants to say. How would that have been portrayed? But with Roethlisberger, you just kind of expect it. Like, he's just one of those passive-aggressive guys who's going to say things through the media. I also heard that he was upset um, or kind of... uh, surprised by the trade of Martavis Bryan and, uh, you know, uh, what didn't didn't really see it. Isn't that the same guy that he called out? Like, he called Martavis Bryant out before. He's taken shots at Martavis Bryant for the way he handled his career early on. So I just, whenever he's one of those guys, when he starts talking, you just kind of take it with a grain of salt. Okay, man. All right. Because you can jot down, you can do a timeline, you can mark these quotes that he gave within the last 24 hours, and then six months from now, he's going to say something that's the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you just go, all right, just stop believing him. I look at Ben Roethlisberger at his time, and he's got a contract that runs through 2019, where if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, now you start to say, if there is any drop-off that you have got in the next two years that you'll see in 2018 and 2019, maybe you end up making the decision like the Green Bay Packers had to do. I don't think that Ben Roethlisberger has the pull that Brett Favre had. And look at how difficult it was for Brett Favre, but Green Bay ended up having to do it. They had to move on. Brett Favre ends up announcing his retirement in March, so they've moved on to Aaron Rodgers. 
and then Favre wants to come back, and then it ends up being the end of the Brett Favre era in Green Bay. I'm not saying that Ben Roethlisberger is going to announce his retirement, Jonas, but when you are the Pittsburgh Steelers and you want to do right by all your players, but if he hasn't done right by you, this makes it, in my mind, a heck of a lot easier for the Pittsburgh Steelers to move on from Ben Roethlisberger whenever they would like to or whenever they would see fit. I mean, we just had Landon Collins on, and we're talking about Eli Manning, a guy that some in that building thought last year was at the end of his rope, that this was the end of Eli's career. Maybe they should start looking forward. Well, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you see Ben Roethlisberger making those comments, I would say, guess what? Makes it a little bit easier because this year we actually tried to plan for something that you were saying. You're planning for your retirement, and now you're going to go around and, and essentially do us like this. If I'm Pittsburgh, I can't wait to the Ben. If I'm a Steelers front office guy, I can't wait for the Ben Roethlisberger era to be over to not deal with these headaches. Well, although, look, there's been plenty of time. I mean, Mike Tomlin, I'm sure he's probably annoyed with it, but I think he also realizes, well, he's a damn good quarterback. So I, I, I sort of, you, this is sort of what you have to deal with when you're there. But this, like, everyone talks about how dysfunctional the Patriots all of a sudden are, right? Like, everyone talks about, oh, the Patriots' dysfunction and, and Belichick and Brady don't like each other. Has Tom Brady ever called out Bill Belichick in public? Never no. once. Uh, has, Leads the fifth. Yeah, ne- <laughs> never, never once has he gone down that road. If it's and now the media knows when you go to Roethlisberger, whether it's an actual, uh, real quote, something he actually believes, you know he's going to talk. He's also very sensitive to criticism. I've heard uh, from a lot of people that didn't even know they were blocked by Ben Roethlisberger on mm-hmm. Twitter uh, because they may have tweeted something they didn't even maybe direct the tweet at him. Maybe he searched his name and saw criticism and they go on there and go, Oh, I'm blocked too. Like people, like people all of a sudden started checking in the media and realize, Oh yeah, he blocked me. I, I didn't even, I didn't even know. So he's very sensitive to that. He's just, he's a bit of a diva. He likes to complain. He, he wants to, you, you can never believe everything he says. You just always realize that he's going to go back on, on his word later on and say something completely the opposite. He's just, it, this is just part of what you deal with with Roethlisberger. Unfortunately, this is the drama that comes along. Well, that's him. it. And this isn't what you get from a top level quarterback no. in the national football league. And that's what's what I think is, is unique about this. You're not seeing, I mean, Drew Brees is far and away going to be the starting quarterback for the saints. And there was even them talk, a talk of them maybe getting, Lamar Jackson. You didn't see Drew Brees saying, you know what, I want to play three or four more years. You, you didn't see that. You, you see Tom Brady making that comment with the New England Patriots that he said before, and that's where I think that Ben is trying to play these roles that he thinks that people like, or he's trying to get that admiration. Because we've heard Tom Brady say, I'd like to play it in my mid-40s, three to five more years. We've heard that comment before. We've heard Brett Favre threaten retirement every off season and hear the Packer fans being like, Oh no, Brett's, you know, is he going to come back? Ben did the same exact thing. He just can't settle in and be comfortable with himself. And I just think it puts Mason Rudolph in a tough spot. I mean, how are you going to feel as the third string quarterback coming in there? And now not that Mason Rudolph thought that he was going to have the, the starting job for the next 12 years for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he was the first overall pick in the draft. Okay. He's a third round pick. So there's some flexibility there, but now how does that how does that go over? It's just it he puts others in uncomfortable positions for the sake of himself or for the benefit of himself. And he's done it time and time again in his career. And it's just it's just it if it's getting old to me, I I don't know how the Steelers deal with it. The uh it, it just that team is so fragile when you think about it, because you've got 
a really, really emotional Mike Tomlin, who so emotional that he'll trip players on kickoff returns. <laughs> uh, you've got you've got him, Le'Veon Bell. Who the hell knows what's happening there? You've got Antonio Brown that may or may not go on Facebook Live in the locker room after a game. You've got Ben Roethlisberger who goes back on his word and criticizes teammates for their. Be- I mean, they are just a, a like emotionally, they're just fragile, man. Like every, it seems mm-hmm. every year there's drama. You had after they lost to the Bears and and it was during the uh, national anthem protests and all that stuff. You had then Ben Roethlisberger going back on his word again and saying it's just it's it's a weird. Trying- Saying what he thinks yes. people want him to be or weird, want him to say. It's just a weird dynamic, man. Just, I, it's something, I mean, be yourself. Just just go with it. Be. I mean, I understand that you made some mistakes early on in your career. I get all that, but come on, man. Enough. It's, <laughs> it's just the same old story, just in different instances. Yeah, and if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I am done with it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Joining us now, two-time World Series champ, who now has uh, something different on his mind, and that is uh, the two-step. Johnny Damon joining us here on Fox Sports Radio as Johnny is a member of the Dancing with the Stars cast. Hey, Johnny, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It um, definitely was a great experience. It was definitely quick. Yeah, I was going to say, how the heck did you get eliminated first? I mean, was that like worst-case scenario for you, or is this best-case scenario now you can sit back and don't have the pressure on you? Well, I can definitely sit back, but I had a great dance for week two. Um, the issue arose that we there was just no time to vote. I mean, that that was the, the biggest issue. Like, all of my friends could not um, tune in. Granted, I'm not the best dancer. We know that. <laughs> but but in all reality, I was definitely between six and nine. So, but it's all good. You know, it was a great experience. I did something that I never um, would have done before, but my mom has always wanted me to learn how to dance, and my girls know how to dance, so it's a great experience. Unfortunately, with the way the voting was, it was really tough to advance. Um, they always say that when you when you work out new muscles or if you do a new workout routine or something, you know it works if you're really sore the next day, especially in those areas that you worked out. So that being said, never dancing before, the first time you started it, Describe what your body felt like the the days afterwards. Well, well, this is the first time in a long time that I committed four plus hours to a workout, and I am so grateful for that because playing baseball, there was a commitment. Like when I was a young kid, when I got older, there was that commitment that I had to have. And doing Dancing with the Stars actually. showed me that commitment again because once you're done playing baseball you i mean you're not going to go play baseball for just the fun of it at like 44 years old so so this was good to get get me out there i actually thought we should have advanced but you know they're they're trying to run a tv show it's and it's a great tv show but there was so much more that America and the world could have seen from me, but you know, they're the ones losing out right now because we <laughs> we had such a great dance for week two 
Um, it is a a voting thing, but we cannot con- control it. So, unfortunately, we are out, and we will be back for week number four. I'm going to say this. Johnny Damon joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. He got screwed, Dan. Kareem, yeah. Johnny Damon got Kareem, screwed. Kareem should be the one going home. Is that is that what I'm saying? <laughs> is that is that what I'm deciphering? Because that's how I think most of us feel. Hey, guys, guess what? Kareem has been through a lot. You know, he was a stud back in the 70s and 80s. But this is his time, and it's Tanya Harding's time as well. You know, she, from the age of, say, 20, her life has been in chaos. So this this is good for both of them. I mean, I live a great life. I am happy. I have eight kids. I have a great wife. I my mom is still around. You know, I I do not need this, but they they do. So I'm very happy. Um I'm going to come back and dance very well in week 4 and I know a lot of people are upset that I'm not there because I brought energy. I brought like oh, oh, everything I brought to my team, you know, they're going to miss that when they're doing the rehearsals and all that stuff. But everybody was great. I loved the experience, but I really wish I could have performed um, next Monday night. But, you know, TV has their priorities, and I wasn't one of them. Uh, Johnny Damon with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb, two-time World Series champion. You played for a long time in Major League Baseball. What was your favorite time in the majors? Oh, oh it's got to be my time with the Red Sox. I mean, we um, we changed the world's perspective on the Red Sox. I mean, it was always 25 players, 25 Cavs. Players never got along team knew they were going to lose going into the season we changed all that and and it was because we had some cool players who didn't give a crap about uh, what happened 86 years ago so so that was a incredible experience i also love playing for the yankees i mean first class organization um top to bottom and obviously my childhood team the kansas city royals um, being able to play for six years for them with no revenue sharing where they could not have a chance to compete, you know, that kind of stunk. But I'm glad they won the World Series a couple, a couple of years ago. What? Where did you come up with the idea? At what point were you looking around going, you know what's really going to get this team fired up if I do some naked pull-ups? When did that idea come <laughs> to your mind? Well, I always wanted guys to have fun, like, we're grown men and we're playing a uh, kid's game. So whenever you're in a clubhouse, you have to enjoy it. Like you can't like sit back and say, Oh, oh I'm getting ready to play a game. This stinks. I always look at it like, this is what we dreamed of as a kid and being able to play at the big, the highest level, um, for so many years, um, and to win some championships, I mean, this is the coolest thing ever. I mean, my life has been really great because of the game of baseball, but it also took dedication and and hard work, which goes like that's that's behind the scenes. 
you know, but championships is the reason why I started to play play the game of baseball and wanting to hoist the trophy. So, I mean, my life's great. Johnny Damon joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show at Fox Sports Radio. When you left Boston to go to the Yankees, was there ever a time that you wish you hadn't left? Um, yeah, I mean, that was the toughest choice. I mean, first off, the Red Sox really weren't um, in position to try to re-sign me. They they had a young kid named Jacoby Ellsbury who um, only needed me to be in Boston for one more year before he made his uh, presence felt. So, and all in all, like maybe they would have moved me to left field, but then Manny Ramirez goes somewhere else, which he eventually did. So, so running a baseball team is so hard. I mean, you have to have five outfielders just ready to go nowadays, five infielders ready to go nowadays. And, you know, it, it was a great experience, but I understand the what the GMs are going through. I mean, you always have to get younger for sure. center field. Well, I mean, one one more yeah. before I know your time is short, so I just want to quick oh, ask you I'm this good. because well, John Carlos Stanton's going through. Uh, I mean, be, being traded to the Yankees, the spotlight is enormous on him. Even when he does well, there's something going wrong. Does that just come to the territory? Of what kind of advice would you give him of maybe something that that he didn't know? he would be getting playing for the New York Yankees? I would say talk to A-Rod. I mean, A-Rod's been through everything, everything through the media. And all Stanton has to do, hit home runs and hit them when they count. I mean, it's a long season, and he's going to catch fire, and I can't wait for him to catch fire. But this game of baseball is so humbling that, not one day can you go out there and pat yourself on the back because the next day you might face a Justin Verlander who just punches you out a couple of times. So I think that's why when everybody meets baseball players, they, they're mostly very humble and they understand that it's a game of failure and they can step up at any time and be the greatest player of all time. And then the next minute, on everybody's uh, bad list. So uh, he just needs to go out and play. At the end of the year, you're going to see his stats. He's going to have 40-plus home runs, 100 RBIs, 100 runs scored, and everyone's going to say it's a great year. But right now, it's kind of tough to do. But this kid is a stud, and he's going to be incredible. He's Johnny Damon, cast member of Dancing with the Stars Athlete Edition. Even though he was voted off this week, he's going to be back in about three weeks as well. Johnny, we appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the season, even if you are looking for or looking from afar. And enjoy this baseball season, which is shaping up to be something special. We appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. Johnny Damon, two-time World Series champ. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.